Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. Tonight's broadcast is a pre-record, therefore phone calls will not be taken. Now, here is Gary Bell to introduce tonight's subject, Halloween. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, you may have noticed throughout your neighborhood a quiet transformation taking place. Jack-o'-lanterns have appeared on doorsteps. Tombstones have sprung up in people's yards. Spiders and bats have taken over windows and the smell of candy corn is in the air. (laughs) What does it all mean? It means Halloween is almost upon us. How should we as Christians respond to this annual pagan holiday? Well, for the answer to these questions and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that Halloween uh, introduction there uh, in the Lord. And uh, we decided tonight to do a special program uh, dedicated to uh uh, the issues around Halloween and uh, to try to give you a better understanding of that and what to do as Christians around that uh, situation because it's right around the corner with us. And so what do we do as Christians in uh, giving a biblical response to the issues of Halloween from a biblical perspective? Uh, let me say this to kick things off uh, in terms of a question. How should Christians respond to Halloween? Uh, should we fear, or freeze, or flight, or fight? What should we do? Uh, fight in the Lord or just fear away from the Lord? You know, many questions come up regarding Halloween. Uh, questions such as, should Christians participate Uh, Should Christians accommodate? Uh, Should Christians denounce Halloween? Or should Christians witness? These are critical questions that we need answers for. And many of our churches just don't touch uh, in on these these issues. And a lot of times we just are just blinded on what to do. We're ignorant on what to do. So what we want to try to do is equip you tonight on what to do. Now, I think it's very important for us to establish uh, some historical background uh, of Halloween, because if we don't understand this, we may be doing a lot of things through ignorance. And I would tell you this, that uh, most uh, schools today and most churches and most uh, Christians are just completely ignorant regarding Halloween. And so they do a lot of things 
on Halloween and not even aware of the historical background. And so what we want to do is kind of break down uh, the history of Halloween uh, in a nutshell uh, in terms of a Reader's Digest condensation and then uh, try to just help you and equip you to uh, better approach this uh, day that's coming before us. Now, um, from a uh, historical standpoint, you know, Winston Churchill one time said, he that doesn't know the past is destined to repeat it. And I'll go a step further and say destined to repeat it ignorantly. So let's try to deal with this the best we can, uh, you know, because it's very important for us to also understand that uh, when we talk about Halloween, it is uh, rooted and in the ancient Celtic feast of Samhain, the ancient Celtic feast of Samhain. And uh, so it, it, it goes back to a time where uh, this pagan belief was that the spirits of those who died during this uh, previous time, uh, they would uh, wander uh, around in the earth and that they had to appease uh, the gods uh, by... Um, uh, getting a certain amount of wealth and getting a certain amount of uh, possessions and drinks and that sort of thing and to bring it back to the gods and they would never be able to go back to the other world unless they appease the gods. So uh, we need to recognize that Halloween is rooted in the uh, ancient Celtic feast of Samhain. Now, um, the Druids believe that on the eve of Samhain, the veil between the present world and the world beyond was pierced, releasing uh, and letting out demons and witches and hobgoblins to harass the living on the earth. We need to understand that from a historical standpoint. Now, in order to disguise themselves uh, from the attacks, People would dress themselves as witches, devils, and ghouls, and, and they would attempt to run off the evil spirits by carving grotesque faces on gourds. And, and this is where you get the idea today in, on Halloween of, of pumpkins, because they believed that they could placate the evil spirits with the variety of treats. And this is even the idea of treating uh, the... They were treating the demons and the witches and the ghouls by a certain treat to placate them. And this is how we come up with Halloween today in Trick or Treat, because they, wanted, they didn't want to trick the, the evil spirits, but they wanted to treat them. Now, we can learn how the early church, and this is very important, how did the early church in history or the Christian church respond to Halloween? So... On October the 31st, the eve prior to All Saints Day, was recognized as a spiritual edifying holiday or holy day on which proclaimed the supremacy of the gospel over the superstition of ghosts. Uh, and so on All Hallows Eve, from which the word listen to this carefully, Halloween is derived, was an attempt on the part of the Christian church to overcome or overtake the tradition of ghosts, witches, and demons with the truth of the gospel. So finally, 
In conclusion, although Halloween is a pagan, uh, really a historical pagan uh, day by which uh, it started off with pagan, there is great opportunities to witness and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. On Halloween, we should not bolt the door and lock the door and and close up the blinds, but we need to be committed to 1 Peter 3 and 15, where the uh, Apostle Peter commands the church to be ready to always give an answer to every man that asks of us a reason of the hope that's in us with meekness and fear. So the early Christian church uh, we can also choose to celebrate All Hallows Eve or All Saints Day by focusing on the heroes of the faith who, like Martin Luther, who were willing to stand for truth no matter what it costs. So in the end of this message, let me say this. Uh, the, the trick is to treat we don't want to get into tricking anybody with anything because that's not what the Lord is about. We are about treating people on Halloween with the greatest opportunity uh, in terms of satanic oppression rather than hiding and rather than fearing. We need to get out there and be obedient to Matthew 28, where it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then in Acts 1 and 8, they went all about to preach the gospel. And then in Matthew chapter chapters 5 through 7 on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus told us to be the salt and the light of the world. So the world today is decaying. So we are to be a preservative as for salt and preserving the world, even on Halloween. Uh, even on any other day. And we are to be the light of the world because the world is in darkness. And we need to stop being secret agents, undercover agents, and we need to blow forth our cover. And we need to use on Halloween day or evening, we need to use, rather than tricking people, We need to use a treat of the gospel and use Christian tracts and to treat people with, you know, uh, have when they come to your door, have some candy as well as a Christian track and give that to people, give them to them and then put that in their basket as a witness. Or you can do it by uh, establishing the opening up the doors of your church and having a ministry on that night to minister to the people by doing the same thing. So this is very important for us. And then rather than sending your kids out, dressing up as demons and devils and ghouls and witches and all of that stuff, which is fitting in to the, the satanic paganism. What we need to do is take our kids out with Christian tracks, let the kids dress up as biblical characters or cartoon characters, and allow the gospel to penetrate the world of darkness. Because a lot of Christians believe in just hiding and fearing and running. And, uh, and you know, the Lord has given us power over evil rather than letting evil to overtake us. So that's very important as we deal with the situation of uh, Halloween. So there was a, a story that was told regarding uh, one mother 
who was uh, planning to keep her son uh, home from public schools Halloween parade by, but he convinced her to let him go dressed as a favorite biblical character. And that biblical character was David. He stood on the stage. This is a true story. He stood on the stage before his entire public school and told the story of how David trusted God and saved God's people from Goliath. And uh, so this is a good idea that we need to come to grips with. And there are many others that we can do. And some uh, Christian churches and youth groups uh, have uh, dressed themselves as biblical characters going out into the community and they uh, study the community and talk to certain families and they go to those homes with food baskets for the needy and they ring the doorbell of the needy people in their community and they treat them with the gospel and with a food basket and they put in the food basket a personal message with the plan of salvation and an invitation to their church. You know, let me just say this in conclusion. Let me give you a couple of more scriptures. Regardless of uh, where you're at with this situation, we need to come to grips with the word of God above everything else. All Christians can rejoice that, that the scriptures teach us in 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then it tells us in James 4 and 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we need to carry in our hearts the cross out on Halloween evening, Halloween day, because the cross has won the victory over Satan, principalities and powers. And that's why also when we go out on Halloween to witness, we want to make sure that we have the full armor on from Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the full armor so that we can deal with the evil day. This is an evil day. And then it tells us what to do in the evil day, not to run, not to flee not to freeze all of these different F's, but to fight in the name of Jesus with the full armor on. That's what God is calling us to do. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches, not only today, but on Halloween and every day. Live in the truth of the gospel. And Jesus said the truth will make you free. Brother Gary. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. As a reminder, tonight's broadcast is a pre-record. Therefore, phone calls will not be accepted. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. And we want to thank everyone who's been praying for Contending for the Faith. We really do appreciate your prayers. We also want to thank those who gave this week. Esther, Jim, Kim, Bridget. We just really appreciate your sacrificial giving and, and sowing seeds into eternity through this ministry. It is so important. And we just can't appreciate you all enough for 
partnering with us in this ministry. It is a listener-supported ministry. It is a prayer-driven ministry. So your prayers and your support are vital for us to continue. We just also need to let you know it costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. And if you enjoy listening to Contending for the Faith and if you've been blessed by the broadcast, consider supporting this ministry. If you've never supported us or never contacted us and you've been enjoying this ministry for a long time, Now's an opportunity to give us a call tonight, write us a note, send us uh, a note of encouragement. And as God is enabled you, send us uh, a, a donation that will keep us on the air. It is just vitally important that everybody step up and do their part because we can't do it alone. Um, we've got we, we don't want to have to go off the air. But as we get close to, you know, thirty four hundred dollars by the end of October, that could be a consideration. It is vitally important that we hear from you. Um, We thank those who have been giving, but we need everybody to step up and knock a home run for contending for the faith. It is so important. You don't want to turn on the radio Saturday night and discover a different program. And it could happen without your support. So we need your help. Please contact us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, <clears throat> Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for this announcement, and uh, we do want to thank uh Everyone out there in Radio Land for your uh, prayers as well as your support. And we really, as Brother Gary has said, we need people to step up uh, even uh, more so now than any other time because we are getting behind and we want to encourage people to bless us. Even, uh, you know, uh, call in tonight and just to make a pledge to uh, bless the ministry to help us to uh, catch up because we need to do that. When you get uh, $3,000 behind, it's serious. And this is a tremendous ministry, and we're under a lot of warfare attack. And uh, this is your program. It's not just ours. It's your program in the Lord. And what you do with it will determine how long it'll be on the air. So we really, really want to ch- challenge people and encourage people to step up to the plate and knock a home run in the name of Jesus. And Brother Gary, we need to let people know about the uh, next week. Yes, yeah, just looking at that on my paper. Amen. <laughs> You're reading my mind Amen. and my mail. Um, next week, we won't be uh, in studio, but we will have a special pre-recorded broadcast. So we just want to encourage you uh, to have your friends listen. It'll be a good message, one of our better ones, and you will be blessed. So next week, Halloween weekend, we're going to be home with our families and take a pause and... Uh, Try to refresh ourselves a little bit. You know, it's Dr. Buckner comes all the way from Tiburon and Brother Rick comes from Ukiah and I come all the way from Sacramento and we put a lot of miles on our bodies every week just to (laughs) just to be in the studio. So we're going to take a little break, but we want to encourage you to listen and be blessed. Amen. Yes, we do put a lot of miles on our body as mm-hmm. well as a lot of miles on our car. Yes, too. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's get to our uh, first caller. All right. We're going to go to Brother Ricky, better known as CC. How you doing, Brother uh, Ricky? Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing, man? We're truly blessed in the Lord and highly favored. Yeah, God is good. We're just giving out this message tonight so that we can prepare people uh, to be prepared with uh, how to deal with Halloween. 
Yeah, I, I, I thank you for that message before I get into it. I know you got other calls online, but I, I really thank you for that because um, I never had that history on uh, Halloween. You know, um, I didn't. I knew it was a pagan holiday, but, you know, you gave the historical context and, you know, the background data, you know, and I just, I, just, I appreciate that. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know to the, to the extent of that. I mean, I don't celebrate Halloween, but, um, that was just, that was really rich, that teaching. I was trying, I was trying to hold on to all the words he was saying right there and, um, I was scrambling to get a pen where I could take, get some notes. So I took a little notes, but then I just really wanted to sit down and listen. I said, cause I keep writing and I'm going to, I might miss something he's saying. So I wrote down, um, what I could, and I listened to it, but I, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm pretty sure other people does too as well. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord for that. I well, mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, the, we appreciate uh, those important sentiments you've given to us, encouraging words, and what we do as well. Brother Gary will announce this at the end of the program. We do make uh, CDs available. So that oh, if you yeah. don't get everything uh, at the end of the program, you can get down the address and write us. And then uh, we'll uh, make the CD available for you so that you can uh, have that in your uh, library and use it uh, to as a tool to grow in as well as to use to as a tool to uh, witness to other people with. So we will make yeah. that available. Amen. And uh, I, want, yeah, well, I, I want that. So what I do, I, I got to hold, hold on or do I call back? You know what? Uh, what you do is um, uh, talk with uh, Brother Rick, and and what we'll do is uh, work it out. Where if you uh, get well, just get the address. Uh, what uh-huh. we have uh, that we'll be giving Gary be given the address, and uh-huh. what what you do is uh, about um, six dollars. If you send about six dollars, uh-huh. uh, we can work it out where we can get you a uh, a CD and send it to you in the mail. Okay, yeah, that, that, that'll work. And that'll if you want to bless the ministry more, you can always put more with that. But uh, write us yeah, a yeah. check, and then um, we will get the CD to you, and, uh, and we'll work that out. So as soon as you get that to us, we'll get it to you. Okay, thank you. Amen. And um, so what's your question? What's on your heart tonight? Oh, first of all, this was uh, my heart before I had this say this question. That this, the thing is... Um, I don't want to take too much time. It doesn't bother me is, you know, about this this election that's been coming up where a lot of people are going crazy over Obama and whether Mitt Romney's going to be in. And, you know, I know God, he gave authorities to be, but what's on my heart is just to know that um, that uh, Obama nor uh, Mitt Romney can change anything. Um, the Lord is the one who's on the throne who could change things. And so I, I really believe that um, people should be focusing on praying for our leaders and um, the only only way that change is going to come uh, from from what I see biblically is that our nation needs to turn to God. You know, our nation needs to we need to be praying for our leaders. We need to, we need to get on our knees and we need to repent. Um, as I had heard one pastor said that you know um, we need to all of our leaders in Washington and Sacramento and our Congress and our Senate they need to get down on their knees and repent. And, and 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 ask and ask the Lord for forgiveness, and then I would I, I believe that we would see the blessings upon our land come if we would we, if we would turn to God and we would pray and we would humble ourselves, you know. So that's just where I am. I just I just wanted to put that out there because that was just it's really been really strong in my heart, you know. And you know um, I do pray for our leaders and stuff. And so um, from a political standpoint, I know we do need leaders to be in office, but God is the one. That's, it's going to make the change, and so that's that's we're not going to see a change or a moral transformation in our culture unless people's hearts are turned to God. That's the only way we're going to see it. And, and you know, and at this point, we need a revival. 
Well, that's that's uh, true. And I just want to add one thing to you, what you're saying. It is true that God will make a, a change. and But you need to always add to that that God makes a change through his people. And he makes a change through the people voting. And, you know, there was a time when blacks only could pick cotton, but now back in the early days, but now we can pick presidents. So, you know, it's it's not only a situation where we point it to God, but God wants to work through his people. And and you're absolutely right in terms of turning to God. We need to do that. So and also God is on the throne. And he told Jesus told Pontius Pilate, he said, do you realize what I can do to you? And he was a, a governor. He said, do you realize what I can do? He was a big time politician. And Jesus said, you wouldn't be able to do anything unless God gave you the power to do it. So the reality is, is that he wants to work through his people and we need to um, be on top of the issues and we need to uh, pick a president that's not only going to be closest to the the Bible and the teaching of the word of God, but also who's involved with the restraining evil, you know, in our, in our world today. So, uh, but we do need to pray for the president and we need to pray for whoever is going to be the pres- president. And remember, whoever is in office, uh, that, uh, God is on the throne as, uh, Isaiah said in Isaiah six, and that, uh, who's ever in leadership is responsible to the God that's on that throne as well, because he will judge those leaders that are not, uh, working in accordance to his will. That's what he did in past history, and he'll do it today as well. Amen. So what's on your heart? What's your scripture for that? Thank you for those words as well. We appreciate that. Well said, well said. Um, uh, Proverbs chapter 28, uh, verse 2, where it says, For the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. And I just wanted to get your input on that. that. That verse has just been sticking out to me. I've been reading it like all week, and so I was waiting to ask you to, you know, what that verse means. Well, that's a good uh, point. I think you have to look at uh, verses one through uh, two. Uh, in order to understand these two verses together, you have to always put verses one uh, and two together, actually the whole context, but you you don't want to leave out verse one uh, when it says that the wicked flee when no one pursues. What it's saying in the Hebrew here is that it's, it's using the conscience really in the Hebrew uh, in two ways. The first way is that the wicked flee, which what that's talking about is that his his conscience uh, makes him uh, so guilty that he imagines imagines things uh, to be there and it tricks his mind. So the wicked, uh, his wicked conscience makes him flee when no one pursues. The only thing that's going to make him flee when no one is pursuing is saying that no one is, is after him. But what is troubling him is his conscience is troubling him. And therefore, he's fleeing. There's some people, you know, well, let me put it this way in a nutshell, that you remember uh, the word of God says that there is no rest among the wicked. The wicked is like a troubled sea that tosses to and fro because the conscience, you know, they have no peace in their conscience. Therefore, they have no rest and they're living in guilt. And then, but it says the righteous are bold as a lion. Now, this is uh, in the Hebrew talking about also the 
conscience of the righteous because he has a clear conscience. Therefore, he's able to face life uh, circumstances bold as a lion, you know, but the, the, the unrighteous man or woman has a guilty conscience and their conscience causes them to, uh, for itself to play tricks on them. Uh, but he says, because of the transgression of the land, now you're getting into uh, something related to uh, the unrighteousness of a nation. Because when it talks about the land, it's referring to a nation. Many are its princes. And when it uses the word princes, it's talking about those who are in rulership. Uh, that when they are not being governed by uh, understanding, because it says that in verse 2, but, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. In other words, not only prolonged in the sense that their life will be prolonged, but their life will be b full of blessings, and that will be prolonged because an unrighteous nation and a land brings rather than stability, instability, and therefore, uh, sometimes God judges them and their life is cut short. So this is kind of like, I'm just kind of like in a nutshell, breaking it down from the Hebrew itself, you know, because it's always nice to have a working knowledge of Hebrew. And I learned Hebrew uh, from a Jewish rabbi um, in um, school and when I went to a secular school, but I also learned Hebrew in a Bible uh, college and actually a seminary. So it's always helpful when you can have a working knowledge of the languages because it gives more meat to the text rather than bones. So hopefully that helped you out. That helped a lot. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much. I thank you. I thank you. Uh, good teaching. I really loved it. Thank you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Do you have any uh, prayer requests? And then we got to get to our next caller. Anything on your heart for a prayer request? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll make it quick. I know you got people on the line, so I'll just make it quick. Um, you to just pray. Uh, I want to pray for our nation and our leaders, as well as this ministry and pastors, faithful who are preaching the gospel. I also want to pray again, you know, for some celebrities. You probably don't have to, you don't have to remember all their names, but I just, I'll just throw them out there. Britney Spears, her salvation and protection. Um, the rapper Eminem, um, Snoop Dogg, the actor Sandra Bullock, and uh, Morris Chestnut, and um, um, yeah, that's it. And then um, just pray, just pray for me, you know, just however you would feel led to pray, and in my family. And I'll, I appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much too for the prayer request, Brother Gary. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, and then we'll try to get to Diane. Uh, and then if we uh, get to her, we'll uh, try to talk to her for a little bit and hold her for the after the commercial and continue to dialogue with her. Brother Gary. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for our brother, Cece. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to bless him physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Help him, Lord God, with whatever he deals with in his day in and day out, Lord God, that you would walk with him, be with him, and fill him with your Holy Spirit. We pray for his family as well, for their salvation, for their protection. We lift up, Lord God, our nation's leaders, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for the president, the vice president, from the White House all the way down to the to the farmhouse, Lord God. We pray for our leaders that you give them a mind after your own, Lord God, that they would hear your voice and hearken to obey, Lord God, that they would uh, also, Lord God, repent of sin and unrighteousness, Lord God, and be convicted in their hearts to do that which is right 
and do that which is right for our nation, Lord God. We also pray for the celebrities that he named, Lord God, um, Britney Spears, Eminem, and, and the rest of them, Lord God, that you would just continue, Lord God, to work in their behalf, in their lives, Lord God. Put people in their path, Lord God, that would tell them about you, that they would come to a saving knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Cece, and for your call, and God bless you. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. As a reminder, tonight's broadcast is a pre-record, therefore phone calls will not be accepted. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we just want to thank everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith, and especially those of you who have also not only been praying, but have stepped up to the plate and given sacrificially to Contending for the Faith. We just want to thank Esther, Jim, Kim, and Bridget, who gave last week. But we just need to let you know that it costs us $400 a week to remain on the air. And right now we're looking at a deficit of 3400 by the end of October. So we need your help to knock this thing out. And to get ahead of the curve, you know, we just don't want to be traveling right at at, at even. We want to be having some uh, money in the bank to continue to just take care of all these regular bills and outgo. It's so important. We don't like having to come on the air and talk about money, money, money. But it's become a necessary thing that we have to do because we need your help. People aren't giving. And if... If uh, we don't see the support we need, we will have to go off the air. That's just the grim reality. Uh, we're not the only ones. I heard last week Chuck Swindoll, of all people, had to lay off 10% of the staff for their ministry. That's a that's a big-time thing. So it's so important that if God has blessed you with an additional extra means and that you're able to give above and beyond your tithe because we believe the tithe goes to the local church. But if God has blessed you more than tithe, then consider partnering with us here at Contending for the Faith. If you've been listening for a long time and you have never contacted us, well, now it's, now it's high time that you did. If you've been listening a long time and you've been blessed by what we're doing week after week after week, well, maybe it's time God is nudging you in the direction of supporting this ministry. It's so vital. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Dr. Buck. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those uh, challenging and encouraging words. And we have been talking about uh, Halloween and night and uh, the history and what the church can do and we believe that God has called us to be a witness in this dark world and we need to be a light and the salt of the world and so Jesus said don't put your light uh, underneath a bushel you know you are to let it shine so men would glorify their your heavenly father which is in heaven so let's go to our uh, next caller brother Gary all right, we're going to go to Diane. Welcome to Contending for the Faith. Thank you for holding. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, thank you, and I feel so privileged that I found your station. 
I've been listening to you for uh, several months now, and I make a point now every Saturday night to sit down and listen to you all. And I just feel really blessed. Um, I think Contending for the Faith is just one of the most awesome programs out there for biblical teaching. And I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Buckner, for this Halloween explanation. I was so ecstatic when I heard about it. It was just like, wow, where have I been all these years? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like you learn something. And I was so refreshed about it. And then you talked to the other gentleman ahead of me and said we could send in the $6 to get the CD on it. Yes, uh-huh, I that's correct. Oh, I tell you what, tomorrow I'm going to my um, <laughs> my uh, church class, and I'm going to tell them about this. Well, you know, I've God never for heard that. this before, and I thought this was so interesting that yes. I don't know why more Christians aren't doing this. Uh-huh. Why they haven't said it? Why it hasn't been a practice of ours? Well, that's a good question. I think a lot of times uh, people are just, uh, you know, uh, complacent, and then other times they're just ignorant. And then, and then there's a lot of people who have never been uh, trained in the area of apologetics like uh, I have, and so my main field of expertise is giving reasons and answers for the Christian faith. And so there's a lot of uh, pastors and leaders who have not been uh, trained in this area. And uh, some of them feel like all I have to do from the pulpit is just to preach the word and it'll go out like a roaring lion and attack people. But that's not what the scriptures command us to do. It commands us to not only preach the word in season and out, but to give reasons and answers for the Christian faith as Peter said in 1 Peter 3 and 15, be ready always to give an answer. And this is what this ministry is all about. This is why it's so unique. And just, you know, you just really have uh, blessed uh, Brother Gary and I tonight. We have spiritual goosebumps. I'm looking at Gary's arm right now, and he got more goosebumps than I do right now. And and so we just really were really blessed and encouraged by your encouraging words. And so thank you for uh, finding the courage and the boldness to call in and just uh, encourage us. And so thank you so much for that. Well, you have been a blessing to me. God led me to this station. And, and, you know, Saturday nights is pretty, everybody's out doing something different. And I don't have any family or anything. I'm a single person. I've been single for many, many years. And I was just so blessed to hear you tonight. I, I am just, I have so much joy in my heart. It's like it answered the ultimate question for Halloween. <laughs> so anyway, I, I am just jazzed. Now, I, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you have a lot of people out there. I did get the address. I'm going to send in for this, the disc on this, and I need prayer. I learned, and I've, I've known this, that worry is a sin. Uh-huh. So I've been, I've been asking the Lord all week long, take the worry away from me. I don't want to worry anymore. I want to have faith. You know, and so and the reason why I say that is because I have cancer. I've been diagnosed with cancer. I've gone through my first chemo and it was grueling. And I'm just I know that the Lord will make me survive this. I I know, you know, how you just know something in your heart. But this is a real trial for me. Uh And the one is the worry. And my finances have gone all over the map. I'm in the process of probably losing my job now after six and a half years, and it's just like, okay, Lord, I need to rely on you for everything. So 
So really, I, I'm asking for a prayer to keep my faith strong and for my financial needs and yours. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That's all I'm asking because the gentleman before me, he, he <laughs> praise God. I just hope people are listening and people get out and vote. Yes. Well, let me let me kind of like also, um, you know, validate you for being honest and truthful uh, with uh, where you're at. And just let me kind of like uh, say some things to you that is very important. Uh, you know, when th- there's a cure for worry and the cure for worry is not only uh, trust that you ask God to strengthen your faith, but it's also a situation where you really look to the word of God and the promises of God, because, you know, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And then also, too, you want to read passages such as Matthew chapter six, because Jesus talks about over and over, don't be anxious. Another word for that is worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then uh, Philippians chapter four, I'm just saying this all by memory. He says, um, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer, supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind and in Christ Jesus. So he's there to guard your heart and mind. And when your heart and mind goes uh, haywire, it's because you're not trusting God and you're not leaning on him enough. And then Jesus said in John 14 and one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So you got to trust the word of God. You got to lean on the promises of God and you got to trust that he doesn't fail in his promises. And you got to also put on the full armor of God because this is what we've been teaching on. And if you don't put on the armor of God, you leave your yourself open for Satan to run with your emotions and that's what's happening with you right now. So do you put on your armor every day? I have to be honest, no. See and I need to start doing that. That's right. And that's why the enemy is manipulating your emotions. Yes. Because Every six piece of the armor, write this down, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, you must put on that armor daily by faith and trust. You, you, you first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you have your Bible open mm-hmm. to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and you say, by faith and trust, before you brush your teeth, before you wash it, for anything, you just say, you have your Bible open up, and you know, it's good to get it memorized, but in the meantime, you just open it up to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and say, by faith and trust I'm going to put on the full armor of God and you got to put it on because every piece of the armor guards every aspect of your Christian walk and the breastplate protects your emotions because the, the enemy comes at your emotion the helmet of salvation guards your thoughts so you got to put on and then it says have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace you need that so all the pieces of the armor is the answer to the struggle that you're going through right now. And you must every day do this because if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped. You must get equipped or you will get whipped by the enemy. So apply this and what we want you to do is to get back with us and let us know literally what you uh, got uh, out of that passage of scripture in in applying it to your life because God wants you to get involved with appropriation 
an application. Notice these three A's, appropriation, application, and then God brings the activation because you will be activated by the power of God because he says that he will give you power to overcome the enemy. So that's so important. So we want you to get back with us. And it's important for you to be in a well, healthy fellowship and surround yourself around some strong Christians. And, and, and you might have to get some good counseling if you find yourself constantly slipping back and forth. But let's have Brother Gary to pray for you right now. And let's go before the Lord uh, on uh, that. Brother Gary. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you for Diane. We thank you for her wonderful spirit, Lord God. We just hear a lot of joy in her heart and her and in her life, Lord God, in spite of the situation with the cancer, Lord God, we know that you are walking with her, that you are in her and that your Holy Spirit is filling her with your power. Well, Lord God, we just pray right now that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the bottom of her soul, Lord God, that you would bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness, Lord God. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you would just touch her emotions, Lord God, that, Lord God, you would bring that peace, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding to guard her heart and her mind. We pray, Lord God, that you meet every need in her life. Philippians 4.19 says, my God shall supply all, not some, not three quarters, not half, all of her needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Lord God, that's a financial need. That's an emotional need. That's a physical need. That's all her needs. Lord God, you're faithful to provide. Lord, touch her today. Bless her today. Strengthen and encourage her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Diane, so much for your call, and thank you for your encouraging words. And get back with us and let us know how you're doing. Our time is almost out. Brother Gary, why don't you knock a home run in the name of Jesus, which we know that you are the machine gun preacher in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Jarrell, our engineer, for stepping in tonight, Rick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It is so important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. If God has enabled you also to partner with us financially at this vital time, then we just want to encourage you to do so. We are in desperate need of your help financially. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. If you get a custom-tailored suit, it's going to fit perfectly and make you look great. Think about that with a Noble First for your organization. No matter what the size of your company is, a Noble First will analyze your data and collaborate with you to custom tailor digital solutions so you can focus on making your organization grow. When it comes to data-centric solutions specifically for your organization, choose a Noble First. A Noble First makes living simple. See for yourself at anoblefirst.com, E-N-N-O-B-L-E first.com.